horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Englehart, racing's regular guy. All right, folks, it doesn't get any better than this. It is Kentucky Derby weekend around the world, I should say. Hi, everybody. I'm John Englehart with Winning Ponies. Uh, Unless you live in a cave, you know that this is Derby weekend. By the way, uh, I'll put on my hat that of a media urologist and tell you that we've had rainy weather here in the Midwest, but it's blowing on out, and it looks like things are going to be good for Friday and Saturday. The grass could be a little giving uh, tomorrow, but I think it's going to be awesome for Derby Day. It's a shame we can't be 100%. They are limited uh, because of the COVID restrictions. I do think they opened up more uh, room in the infield if you want to give them a call down there. Don't forget, big week like this, huge pools. You're going to, where do I go? What do I do? I got, you know, a half a dozen uh, graded stakes races at Churchill both days. You just pull down the easy win forms from uh, winning ponies, uh, real easy, and uh just this afternoon at Gulfstream Park, we hit a $1 super high five for, for $3,590. Don't take my word for it. You can go to the site and check that out. All right, quick lineup of our guests because I want to get to our first, uh, James Ross. It would be our first guest. He's a, a, a British bookmaker with BUSR, and he has been magnanimous with what he's offered not only the listeners to Winning Pony, but to myself and to the charity of the Permanently Disabled Jockeys Fund. And uh, get your pencils out, ladies and gentlemen, and a piece of paper because you're going to want to write down the contact to get over to BUSR and take advantage of the great things that uh, James offers. Our, our second guest will be none other than Ed Meyer, who used to host this show. As you know, he's uh, <clears throat> been betting since he was in diapers, and he's an odds maker, a race caller, a handicapper, an author, on-air television, a radio personality. And then, of course, uh, Jay Privman, one of the top writers of the Daily Racing Forum, six times winner of the Red Smith Award for the best content. Kentucky Derby story. So uh, just want to let you know here at Winning Ponies, to no cost for you, we are uh, having a Kentucky Derby Handicapping Challenge. Come on over to winningponies.com. First place, 150 cold cash. After that, we're giving out winning credit forms so you can get those easy win forms for free. Uh, 175, 50, 30. Come on over to the site. Winning Ponies got them. You don't have to hear me flap my jaws to tell you what's up there. And uh, just so every Everybody knows for watching it on television, uh, the Oaks will be NBC Sports Network, and that's going to be airing from noon until 6 on Friday. And then the Kentucky Derby undercard, that's Saturday, that'll be 12 noon to 2.30, and then it's getting picked up by NBC, the major network there, and they'll take us all the way up and through the Derby. And with no further ado, let me bring in a man that's uh, listening in the wee hours of the morning, I guess I should say, James Ross, welcome back. Back to Winning Ponies. Good evening or good morning. Uh, great to speak again. Uh, James, I was, uh, you know, perusing uh, some uh, articles uh, from uh, some things that came out uh, over in England last week. And 
true or false, that BUSR is going to take a record Bitcoin wager on the Kentucky Derby. Tell us the story behind this. Well, it's true, and I've spent most of my week talking about it. Um, out of absolutely nowhere, on Friday afternoon, um, we got a call from a lady saying, uh, would you take a $1 million bet? Uh, my boss would like to place that. Um, and naturally, I just kind of thought, well, this is some kind of prank. Um, and, you know, radio prank or just a competitor playing about with us. Um, we investigated a, a little bit more. And uh, she is the PA of a very, very well-known person in the crypto world of Bitcoin and all the other cryptocurrencies. Cut a long story short, the guy himself, who's very high profile, he came on the phone. He deposited just over 20 Bitcoins, which is a million dollars. Wow. Uh, a, yeah, a million dollars. Um, he straight away, within hours, he placed a very, very sizable chunk of that straight onto essential uh, quality. Uh, really? Taking, taking the plus 250 price that we had at the time. So, um, yeah, we had early fixed odds prices available. So he, uh, he, that, that was a large chunk, but the majority he sat on until after the draw, and he's done a large number of exotics. There's exactors and trifectas. There's all, all kinds of stuff in there. Obviously, quite a bright guy. He's trying to cover his bets, you know, hedge his bets a little bit. Sure. And yet, He's done a million dollars. So that's why I've been on the phone to various newspapers and radio stations for the last 48, 72 hours about this guy. It's certainly been a busy week. Now, James, do you think you'll be with us in a couple of weeks when we start covering the Preakness? Or is your neck in a noose and you might not be around after Saturday? Well, I was, I was expecting to be sacked after uh, last Thursday when we spoke, if I'm honest, John. Uh, <laughs> I gave away a very large number of uh, free bets to um, uh, to Winning Ponies uh, listeners, um, and we, we welcome you again to join us. Um, so I'll be, doing, I'll be doing the same offer again. Why not give away another $30 each to anyone who joins up uh, with BUSR, just for fun. But no, anyway, so I didn't get fired last week. Um, I might get fired this week because... <laughs> <laughs> ultimately um it was i was like the one kind of senior manager in the office when this guy came through with his pa and i was texting the ceo of the company i was trying to get through to owners and no one was replying so i just okayed it which i thought was the right decision at the time um and then i've gone away and i've got what we used to call this um you know when i used to be a bookmaker on course years ago um i've got what we call layers remorse where you lay a big bet you feel great in the moment and 10 minutes later you're thinking was that was that was that a big big a bit big that bet i've just laid so anyway look fingers crossed he doesn't win but um if he does win maybe he'll play on the other triple ground races and uh, and give us it back there but either way look it's um we could we couldn't turn down money like that on the biggest race of the year and uh, so people know that gentleman's odds, if he already went ahead and placed a sizable amount of his uh, million, are locked. I mean, yeah. if somebody else drives the odds in the U.S., that's got nothing to do with BUSR. When I make a bet with you, I'm good to go at what I bet it, correct? 
Absolutely. So he's got well, he's got a combination of the two. He took our fixed odds, locking that price of plus two fifty in, but he's also got a lot of the track odds on his uh, on his you know uh, exotic bets. Uh, the interesting thing is, of course, um, look, you know that I am against the favourite, right? I'm you know yes. I'm firmly behind highly motivated. I'm totally anti essential quality. I just think it's far too short. Um, so we've always been best price. So two fifty was um, plus two fifty is quite a big price. Obviously, look, you go and take. <clears throat> several hundred thousand dollars on um on uh, essential quality at plus 250 we had to shorten the odds we went down to two to one we shortened the price over the weekend because we didn't want to attract any more big money from him and then on tuesday i don't think that was a great draw for essential quality at all and the odds with all the sports books they've drifted back out to kind of plus 250 five to two as we say in england so if you want to back Essential quality at fixed odds at the same price as the uh, crypto whale, you can do because the price has drifted. Now, for uh, you, you offer me a, a head-to-head challenge for char- charity, and um, I think I told you then, and I haven't changed my mind. I, I, I'm going to try to beat the favorite too, though I'm not using highly motivated. I'm going to use Rock Your World. If uh, if I make that 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 bet today. Uh, can you tell me what my fixed odds are? Let me check this one. It's been all over the place. Um, it's uh, We've actually seen quite a lot of money in uh, in the last few hours. So let me, as we speak, let me get the, the latest odds up for you. And the other thing, look, I, I like to gamble, um, largely with my own job. Um, why don't why not I throw you in a bet on a uh, on an ex- uh, an exotic bet as well for a hundred dollars? We'll we'll come to that in a second. But rock your world. The fixed odds are plus five fifty. Um, so I think did I say it was two hundred dollars? We'd give you a, a plus five fifty last week. Was that what I said? You, you did. I'll play the tape if you want. <laughs> I believe you. I'd had a beer. Um, so go on. So let's give you another one hundred dollars, and you pick me an exactor, and we'll honour that as well. All right. Well, in that case, I really like essential quality. You know, he's certainly not a bum. He's undefeated. He's last year's champion. But I think when it comes down to that final 16th, like uh, he was very scary in the bluegrass with your highly motivated uh, trying to mow him down. Uh, I I, I guess I would take a a rock your world essential quality. Can I do 50-50 to a box there? Yeah, of course you can. Let's do $50 each way. Well, we kind of say each way in the UK. Yeah, let's have a reverse forecast. Uh, but yeah, of course, an exactor by US standards. Yeah, so that's numbers. Let's think that's got to be numbers 14. And what, what did Rock Your World get again? I've forgotten. As far as his post position? Yeah, I'll tell Rock you. I, 15 it was. You, yeah, he's right course. next to essential quality. So. Ooh, 14 and 15, nice and easy. Of course, I'm sitting in 17, cheering on, highly motivated. Look, I... I saw those morning line prices, and I hate to be a Brit lecturing Americans just days <laughs> before the biggest race of your year and our year. Um, but I, these morning line prices, I didn't agree with them, and I still don't. I don't see how highly motivated by the morning line prices went out to 10 to 1. And I really don't understand why um, known agenda that got the one box coming out of one has shortened up to 6 to 1. That's, that's the kiss of death, isn't it? It has been, but what everybody's been talking about this week is the new gate and the fact that this may be moved off the rail a little bit because it's self-containing and so that the one hole might not be as tight as it has been in years past. Now, whether or not that's going to bear true, you're still going to be the, uh, you're still going to have 19 horses to the right side of you. 
So that can't be a positive, you know. Uh, so, uh, again, what, what you've got to remember with these odds is, unlike a lot of yours, these aren't set. This is one guy. As a matter of fact, he's a, he's a friend of mine, Mike Mataglia, and he sits in a room with all this information, and he tries to figure out what the public is going to bet. And everybody needs to know that, that, that the odds that you read in the American uh, form or program are strictly one man's opinion of how you, the crowd, are going to bet this race. I'm guessing, you know, Mike may not even be betting essential quality, but he made him the favorite uh, because he feels that there's enough talk about this horse and certainly a fantastic race record, though he's never gone a mile and a quarter like the others in here. Um, that's where the money's going to go, and that's why that's how Mike sets the line. So I'm, you already know that, but I'm trying to explain that to our people out there because we're saying words like morning line and set odds and what are the difference. Yeah, I, th- I think the thing for me was because um, I was, you know, with all the guys in our lines team watching that draw live, and it's you know it's exciting every year, and. We needed five or ten minutes to kind of process. What does that mean? If he's coming out of 17, he's out of 14. We couldn't do it immediately. But that's straight after the draw. The morning line prices were there. So they, they'd kind of been priced before the draw. So that was the thing. I was looking at it going, wow. this You know, I just think the draw is so important. Now, and look, if any of your listeners out there really believe in the draw and the statistics behind the draw apparently it's actually the five box where statistically more winners have come from than any other box uh, so that sainthood who's sitting pretty at 50 to one Nah, that's not gonna happen this year no <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to claw some money back for busr there i'll, <laughs> I'll push him on a loser thanks for helping me john well listen i do want to help you and to, to to our listeners again you can get this show again tomorrow if you don't have a pen nearby or if you're uh you know on the move somewhere listening to the show it's http colon forward slash forward slash b-u-s-r dot com forward slash ponies p-o-n-i-e-s correct james that's where we want them to go right yeah all they gotta do is b-u-s-r dot com forward slash ponies simple as that busr.com forward slash ponies and uh, as i say by midday tomorrow at uk time i'll make sure there's a 30 dollar free bet completely free sitting in your account you don't need to put your card details or anything you've got 30 dollars sitting there you know play away on the um, on the derby just one thing um we i priced up a market this afternoon with some colleagues we were trying to work out what are the odds that one of the horses actually wins the triple crown this year to me it doesn't feel like a triple crown winning year for anybody would, no would you agree? i i would definitely agree because you you you'd see horses dodge in essential quality now sure some horses will come up that didn't get in the race or are racing somewhere on the undercard and feel that they can stretch out from the pad day mile you know to to make it to the preakness uh you've also got concert tour waiting in the wings out in california i i just think it, it's there's no big bear here this year and no i don't think it's a triple crown year james to answer your question well listen well now when our listeners go to busr.com forward slash ponies what do they do to identify themselves as a winning ponies you know that that they're they're writing in for their i believe you said 30 dollar free bet 
Absolutely, yeah. Purely by going through that link, we'll know that they're ponies people. So the uh, that's why we say www.busr.com forward slash ponies. And uh-huh. that way we'll have you marked. We'll have your cards marked. And, uh, and, and we won't be surprised if we see uh, ponies customers following uh, some of your tips in the coming weeks. But they're uh-huh. most welcome, of course. I hope so. Well, uh, James is highly motivated to start you guys being fans at BUSR. Highly motivated is his pick. I'm going to rock your world. Let's see what happens. I hope you have a great derby. James, I'm packing 10 pounds in a five-pound sack, so I'm going to move on to our other two guests. Thank you so much. Great hearing your voice again. I'll be back in touch with you when we're counting our money after the Kentucky Derby. (laughs) Always a pleasure. Have a great weekend and enjoy the derby. All right. That was James Ross. Oh, my God. He's so charitable. I love it. Uh, I've got to call the, the, the people in at the, the PDJF and let them know we got some, some more charity money for him. Well, let's take a quick break and we come back. A man I really admire. That's right. His name is Ed Meyer. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. BUSR brings you the best options for Triple Crown season, and now is the time to get in on the action. Bet on the Kentucky Derby with BUSR. Enjoy daily rebates and cash bonuses, including up to a $500 welcome bonus for winning ponies listeners. Enter promo code PONIES, P-O-N-I-E-S, when you sign up at BUSR.com backslash ponies. Again, that's promo code PONIES, P-O-N-I-E-S, at BUSR.com backslash ponies. Bet with confidence. Bet with BUSR. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free. 1-866-472-5788 or send us an email at show at winningponies.com John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, and with me now, a gentleman you all know, because without a doubt, since I have been hosting this show, he has been the number one requested guest, and who am I to deny the public of Winning Ponies? And with us right now, the one, the only, Ed Meyer. Ed, boy, you're you're pulling double duty today. You just got off uh, your other job, and... uh, uh, how'd things go out at the track today? 
Wellington is a little bit dismal gray, but the crowd was, was dandy. I mean, there was a nice crowd, and it was a sloppy track, and we all know that happens in horse racing when you're running on good old Mother Nature dirt. But uh, you know what? Uh, they ran, they got around, there was no problems. There was, uh, it was actually some decent times and uh, a lot of sprint races. So if you were a sprint fan, uh, seven of eight races were going five and a half furlongs today. So it was, it was a fun day. All right. Well, I spied you. I listened. You sounded great. But let us move on, Ed. Uh, as I told everybody in the uh, the preview, we're we're bringing you on at least to start out. You will get around to the Derby, but uh, you're kind of a ladies' man. You're a single guy out there still swinging, <laughs> and uh, so I put you in charge of uh, some of the girls. Right, you pick whatever ones you want. But l- l- let's get right to. The Kentucky Oaks, and uh, this could be the beginning of a great rivalry, but there's some other ones in here that can upset the apple cart. Obviously, the rivalry would be between Travel Column and Clary Air. That three races in a row, they have changed positions. Now, they're going to stretch out a little bit. Most of these horses will be going a mile and a sixteenth, um, but uh, they're going to be going a mile and an eighth on Friday. I want to remind everybody. And uh, the one that could maybe upset the rivalry, at least in my opinion, is uh, Search Results, who's already won at a mile and an eighth and comes into this race undefeated for Chad Brown. That's kind of the way I said it, but uh, the horse I didn't mention is uh, four for four lifetime and uh, is the other horse that's won at a mile and eighth, and that was Malathat. So now that I've stomped on all the favorites, Ed, how do you see this race shaping up? Give me a trifecta. I'll tell you what, Malathat is, is ultra-impressive. Going back and taking a look at those races, John, I think you're you're really on it. But for me, I think you, you said it right out in the first couple of words. These ladies are going to duke it out. They're going to go bare-knuckle and just duke it out. This is Clary Aaron Travel Column's day to actually square it up. If you, I'm going to go with Clary Aaron as my top pick. This real silly by Curl and John. She broke her maiden at Churchill. And they were going a mile and a 16th that day with Ricardo Santana in the irons. Tremendous arrangement. And then had a nice second and a golden rod. In his, but if you take a look at the last three races, bumped at the start, hit gate inside, three wide in the first turn. If there was ever a gal that needed a clean trip, it's Clary Air. And she's had some middle post positions. Now she gets one more shot in at the three hole, which I'm really elated with third time off of a layoff and has duked it out with travel column each and every time. I don't think distance is going to be a problem. She's got a win in a second from Churchill and they got Tyler Gaffleone who does incredibly well at Churchill Downs. So you're going to switch from Joe Talamo, another excellent rangeman, to Tyler Gaffleone who's winning 28% at the meet for Steve Asmussen. John, these guys are winning 33% from a small sampling, third off of a layoff. I love Clarier at five to one. You know, you, you think about the talent we're going to see over the next two days. <laughs> let, let me just tell you the four horses we've talked about Clarier, Steve Asmussen, Travel Column, Brad Cox, Malathot, Todd Pletcher, Search Results, Chad Brown. I mean, are there four, four hotter trainers other than Bob Baffert in the North America? That's, that's quite a. Uh, uh, 
group of giant killers in there. So this is going to be one hell of a race, Ed. Now, I just wanted to ask you, I, I know that you, uh, you, you like to bet pick threes, pick fours. Is, is there anybody else on the Friday card that you think we should take notice of? You know, there, there are, you hit it right on top of the head. It was like, my goodness. I mean, there are so many wonderful races. And, and, I, and I kept digging in and digging in. And then I came up with a runner who's actually 8-1 to one in the race 9, the 7 furlong, 8 bells. It's a grade 2 event, John. I come up with a 9, little tootsie, 8-1, to one, Flavian Pratt for Tom Amos. Now, I love the price here, and it was a dismal running in the fairground oaks, but if you take a look at the stakes, how they have to run now, was running on Lasix and was doing incredible. When she faced a great two opposition in the fairground oaks, off comes the Lasix, and she throws in just a real clunker. But if you take a look who she ran against, Travel column and Clarier, and she was actually three to one that day. Pratt is an incredible rider. He's winning twenty five percent on the year and thirty one percent with sprints. And I like that they're going to a route and they're going to cut back in distance. I think that the Lasix time here is kind of set up with this gal, or she wouldn't be there. Tom Amos is a heady horseman, and I really have a lot of respect every time he goes to post. I love the price. I really have a lot of respect for the rider and the trainer. Little Tootsie and the eight bells. You're going to lock him up at eight to one, John. All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm seeing that Mike Batagnes still respects uh, trainer Tim Ham's horse day out of the office, despite the fact that she hasn't started yet this year, but she's coming out of that second of Vquist in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. I sure wish she would have got a race in her. I do think Tim Ham was shopping for one, but he told me, he says, John, we're, this filly is way too good to press the button on her just to get her to a, a, a race. Uh, so anyhow, a day out of the office uh, yeah, because uh, Junior Alvarado got hurt. Gerardo Corrales, I know a young man whose talent was shown to you early on. You told me keep an eye on this kid, and he has really made the jump from Thistledown uh, to Kentucky rather well. So I'll be pulling for day out of the office there now. Let's talk about the 12,000-pound uh, gorilla sitting in the corner, and that would be the run for the roses, the greatest two minutes in sports, the Kentucky Derby, Ed. Now, boy, uh, obviously the odds maker uh, and the public uh, is uh, diving in on essential quality. I think you heard me uh, earlier say that the, there's somebody in England betting a million dollars on him. There's a guy in North America betting two million dollars on him. Uh, so essential quality might have, even in a big race like this where your odds are never really skewed, Mattress Mac might uh, do that to the pooch. Well, I was a little surprised. I, I'm not about to begin to question the uh, the handicapping ability of the longstanding odds maker Mike Pataglia. I'd be nuts. Two to one seemed a little bit short. I was hoping for a little more, but I keep hearing this one line: Godolphin is 0 for 11 in the Derby. Now I know that was past runnings, and I know it was a whole different ball game. But essential quality came down in the bluegrass stretch and went. Duke to Duke with highly motivated. Now, went by and did just enough, but I think the race might have taken a little bit of steam off of a sense of quality, just a hair. 
but never seen a bow and a quarter, as all of these have not. Never seen 20 runners, which they all have not. I'm just, I'm just not sold on two to one. And probably after Mattress Mac hits, hits the betting windows, I, I could see this maybe being even money, four to five. And, and that's really not for me. For me, John, it's all rock your world. And it was on your radio show, your internet show, that this Colt by Candy Ride won two beautiful races on the turf and went into the grade one Santa Anita Derby. And I said, John Sadler is an excellent horseman. And he's not going to make this wild jump from the turf to the dirt if he's not settled. Rock your world did just that. And when they removed the Lasix, this colt actually jumped up and showed a big, long stride, and it really gave me chills. And won by four and a half, and really did it kind of easily. Uh, maybe a little, a little reminder at the top of the lane, just to keep your keep your head, not look at the crowd. But I think Rock Your World is something special. He's going to be one on the outside of essential quality, and I think the real speed in here, the hidden speed, is going to be. And a 17 highly motivated who I think is going to have to really jump out there. If highly motivated wants to upset the apple cart, going to have to jump out there. John, I'm really locked in. I'm seldomly locked with one, but I'm like Rock Your World at five to one in a drafting motion right behind the lead. And you know they don't come from dead last very often to pull the old Sophie Sullivan. I'm looking for that drafter. They got Joel Rosario who's been there. I wish Umberto Raspoli had the opportunity. But you know what? There's there's going to be another day. But you got Rosario Sadler five to one versus you know some some lackluster odds. I can't begin to knock essential quality, and I'm not foolish enough to do such. But I really like what I saw in a lightly raced colt here in the Grade One Santa Anita Derby. It was enough to sell me a runner that's run three times and is three for three. John, I am all about rock your world. Well, I I I. I know a place where you can get even slightly better than five to one and get a $30 win bet for free, Ed. How about this? I don't know if you listen to the first segment, uh, and I'll text it to you if you don't have a pen in hand, but uh, if you want a free bet, uh, James Ross is giving Winning Pony listeners the chance, a $30 bet on the Derby. Your odds are locked in when you make it. Uh it, it's really easy. It's B-U-S-R dot com forward slash ponies. I mean, it's not even some kind of, you know, 20 word title. B-U-S-R dot com forward slash ponies, Ed. I'm going to give you a free $30 bet. You're going to get a $30 bet. You're going to get a $30 bet. You're going to get. I feel like Oprah here. This guy sounded so high energy. I, I, I couldn't believe his enthusiasm. And like you said, there's a time differential here. You know, it's uh, it's in the wee hours where he's at, and I hope he's enjoying an ice cold libation. And, he said and he was. That, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> I, I love the energy. And when somebody who's working for an organization like that, Bet United States Racing, I, I think is incredible. Bet U.S. Racing, I I think it's cr- incredible that Winning Ponies was able to secure a partnership like this. You've got the right guy in, in the seat. I really enjoyed listening to him. You know, it's fun when somebody's really behind it. And for a $30 wager, you know, hey, how can you squabble with that? How, first off, how can you go wrong? 
Well, the the nice thing about James, and I've just got to know him over the last couple of weeks, is uh, this is some guy that came down from an ivory tower and decided to you know press some computer buttons uh, to uh, come up with some software to develop what's going on over there. He was an on track bookmaker. You've seen photos of him where they got the sign, you know. Oh yeah. Pat- Patty's picks or whatever, and they may have a top hat on or something. He was an on-track bookmaker, uh, so he came up, you know, kind of like you and me, and uh, you know, going down to the corner bar and laying off a little action somewhere. Um, so, so th- this guy's the real deal, and you know, he's worked his way up the ladder and deservingly so. Yeah, he he is a, a breath of fresh air. Well, I've only got about a minute left, Ed, and I may well be breathing down your neck when these races go off. Um, anybody? on the undercard on Derby Day you could give me? Holy moly, I'll tell you what. Just one, I, just one, because i got to go. If there, there are just so daggone many, but I love one. It's in the grade one turf classic, smooth like straight, been off for 56 days, Umberto Rispoli. I think he's going to get his picture right before the Derby. I think we're going to hear great things from him to come. The guy's winning 26% on the turf, John. He just got beat. A dirty neck in the Frank Hillrow Mile, a grade one event at Santa Anita. I like the rider. I like Michael McCarthy. I, I like the connections. There's a lot of good vibes there. And if you're a Rispoli fan, if you like the turf, you're going to love Smooth Like Straight. All right. Well, uh, yeah, the horse, uh, uh, he's made 13 lifetime starts, but. 12 of those on the grass and all six three and one money makers for them on the way to earning over 650,000 have been done on the greens word as we like to call it ed so uh anyhow you've got your action uh, o- over in uh, in england uh and uh you're gonna have plenty of action uh you know, where you are, and as you are very familiar with, this is the one week, if any, to pull down those easy win forms. So let's have a great day, Ed. I, like I said, I might be sharing a box with you, and uh, maybe we'll, uh, I'll bring a little extra, few extra greenbacks, and we might go in on a few bets. How's that sound? My goodness, your presence and greenbacks all in one. Hey, there's always a seat in my uh, in my in my uh, cubicle for you, my friend. Uh, hey, best of luck to all your listeners. Winning ponies really lights them up on the big days, and I really am excited about your your new partner and uh, winning ponies new partner. This guy really seems like he loves racing. Yeah, I, I, I really have enjoyed the last couple of weeks talking to him. He's going to be with us all through the Triple Crown Trail. So uh, this Correct. won't be the last time that we talk to James. But listen, Ed, thanks for taking time out. I know this was your, shall I say, first bait, first day back to work. But uh, I'm glad you got to join <laughs> us on, win- on Winning Ponies. And as you as often heard at the end of some radio shows, we'll see you at the races. Yes, we will. Thanks so much, John. Best of luck to everyone. All right, Ed Meyer right there, and we're going to take a quick break, and we come back, we're going to be talking to multi-Red Smith Award writer, winning writer, none other than Jay Privman. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com And they're 
What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. BUSR brings you the best options for Triple Crown season, and now is the time to get in on the action. Bet on the Kentucky Derby with BUSR. Enjoy daily rebates and cash bonuses, including up to a $500 welcome bonus for Winning Ponies listeners. Enter promo code PONIES, P-O-N-I-E-S, when you sign up at BUSR.com backslash ponies. Again, that's promo code PONIES, P-O-N-I-E-S, at BUSR.com backslash ponies. Bet with confidence. Bet with BUSR. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with us now, as I teased at the top of the show, none other than Jay Privman, who, according to my last count, uh, has captured uh, no less than six Red Smith Awards for Best Kentucky Derby Story, and I may have to update that. Now, I'm not sending you off the show, ladies and gentlemen, but we hang up here. Go to DRF.com. There's a story called Kentucky Derby 2021. After a lifetime of ups and downs, the O'Neill boys stick together. Jay, I haven't had a tear in my eye in a long time. But you did it with that story, and I think you're working on Red Smith number seven. It was beautiful. Well, thanks, John, very much. Yeah, but, you know, all credit goes to Doug O'Neill, the trainer of Hot Rod Charlie, his brother Dennis, and their nephew Patrick for being as open and honest as as they were about what they've been through in their lives. And it's obviously pretty compelling, and, you know, the best material that a writer can have is, is owing to the subject uh, opening up to them. And so, uh, it wouldn't, the story wouldn't have worked out if it hadn't been for their cooperation and honesty. It it, it really was beautiful. And wow, I had no idea all the twists and turns that Doug O'Neill's life has taken over the years. Uh, but, but boy, all I can say is, yeah, they give you the picture, but man, Jay, your writing skills, you put on a beautiful frame. I'm not going to give the story away. I want people to go and read it and get an appreciation uh, for your writing and really for the for the story behind it that is in some cases tragic and in other places lighthearted. I mean, he did a beautiful job, Jay. Thanks, John. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I was. I'm really gratified that the racing form gave me the space to to tell it properly because it 
it needed a lot of space, as you could tell, <laughs> to it get did. into all the twists and turns, but they gave me the opportunity to, to do it, so that really was nice. Well, it, it, it was beautiful. So anyhow, I, I just wanted to start out with there, and I'm not polishing your apple. That was good stuff, I can tell you that. Well, uh, Jay... Uh, let's take a step back before we talk about uh, any prospective horses that you may like or not like in the, uh, I believe it's the 147th run for the Roses. Um, paint the picture for, for this year's race. I mean, we had so many horses two months ago. Uh, it looked like, especially you being a West Coast guy, that uh, Bob Baffert might have as many as four horses in this race. But as you can see, that's kind of been whittled down, and some of the headline grabbers aren't with us at the moment. Um, and so that painted a different thing. And then, you know, we've got uh, essential quality. How will he come back? Well, the South West, uh, he was supposed to win that race and he did. Uh, but essential quality had to dig down deep and really uh, win, win the bluegrass. Now, again, we, we know that Mike Pataglia gave this horse very uh, a soft morning line odds for lack of a better word. Uh, but we know that with the bet that Mattress Mac's going to make, I expect the odds to go down uh, even even further. Uh, th- does this open the door for people that want to bet the Derby and maybe play against the favorite? And hey, I'm not going to. I don't. I think. I hope people can go back and get it on podcast. I look for it again. I couldn't find it, but that's probably just me. Is we just got done talking about Doug O'Neill and uh, not only you, but Andy Beyer from listening to last night's uh, DRF production landed on Hot Rod Charlie in this race. Well, I landed on Hot Rod Charlie first and Medina Spirit second, and Andy, in fact, had Medina Spirit first, Hot Rod Charlie second. Um, but we're obviously both enamored of the west coast horses i just think the west coast horses are are a better group overall and i I like the ones coming out of that region you know to me there's nothing wrong with essential quality he's won five of his races uh and out of the five starts he's won on off tracks he's won on fast track he's won when the pace is slow and he'll, he'll lay up close and if the pace is hot he'll lay back and blast home the only knock on him is the price he's going to be favored and a short price, a short-ish price, two to one, let's say, uh, once Mattress Mac gets done uh, putting his money through the windows, in a race with 19 other horses where he doesn't stand out on figures, but he's, he's certainly competitive. But you can't knock his performances. He's, he's stepped up and, and done what he's been asked to do every time and not in the same kind of circumstances every time. Yeah, Jay, and he's he's also got the coach of the year in his corner, uh, Brad Cox. Uh, this would be a great story on a couple levels for you, you turf riders. Um, and that, as you know, this race has been a goal for Godolphin Stables since they really put their money and effort behind winning the Kentucky Derby. Um, I believe they've come up empty 11 years in a row now. And... Uh, so if Godolphin could win, and then this is really hard to believe over 147 years, that no trainer from the city of Louisville has ever won this race, and Brad Cox would become the first. I know. That, that to me, is the more fascinating aspect of not only essential quality, but then you, know, you move on to Brad's other horse, Mandaloon, who you could certainly could win with him as well. Different client than essential quality, but... Uh, but the same story 
in terms of a local boy done good if he wins. I, I think it's remarkable that someone who was born and raised in Louisville has never won the Derby before, especially you'd think it would have happened back in the early days when you would imagine there were yeah. a number of trainers uh, you know, around the turn of the century or in the you know, early 1910s, 1920s who, were, who had probably had grown up around the track, but just it, it hasn't happened. And even with guys like Cox or in the past, you've had you know, more recent vintage trainers like Dale Romans haven't had it happen yet. Uh, it, it'll happen someday, and it certainly could happen Saturday because Cox has two good chances. It could. Now, uh, we're talking with Jay Pribbon from the Daily Racing Forum. Now, Jay, I've heard nothing but glowing reports on a horse I know you have covered since he broke his maiden, and that would be none other than rock your world. People are trying to knock him to something just because he was successful on the turf, but John Sadler knows what he's got, and he's seen this horse in his morning workouts. He elected to move him uh, to the Santa Anita Derby, and I will shut my pole, a pie hole and let you kind of describe this horse and describe his performance in the Santa Anita Derby. I thought it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, he took the track from the other speed horses and drew off. He got a 100 buyer speed figure, which is the fastest r- race that's been run by anybody in this year's Kentucky Derby. You know, to me, the, the nitpicky things about him are that on the day of the Santa Anita Derby, being towards the inside and being forwardly placed was definitely the, the way to be at Santa Anita that day, and he took advantage of it. Uh, so to me, the, the going from grass to dirt is not an issue. He it was it was a plan that Sadler had. The horse has a grass pedigree uh, on the bottom side. He's out of a dam who was successful on grass and has had grass runners. And he thought it would be an easier way to start the horse off by running on grass to, mm-hmm. just to begin his career. It's an easier surface to start on. Uh, and also, you don't have to run against the weekly Bob Baffert killer that he unleashes. <laughs> he, Bob, Baffert's got four horses that are you know, usually good to go for any of those maiden races and he works them on Sunday or Monday and whoever works best runs. So you're always running against whoever's on tilt for that barn each week. So he was able to avoid that situation. Uh, but at Santa Anita, you can never work on the grass. So Rock Your World had trained and breezed exclusively on dirt, even up to his debut on turf and, and then his second race on turf. And the plan was, if he was able to run well in those races, and as it turned out he did, was then to take their shot in the Santa Anita Derby. So it may look like they sort of decided after his first two races, oh, let's give him a, a shot on dirt, but that's not the case. That, that, that was the plan if it worked out, and sometimes plans don't work out. In this case, it did. Well, uh, again, I'm just going off photos and things that I've seen on my computer here, and he, he looks absolutely gorgeous, and that's pretty much what all the scribes have been telling us uh, d- during the, the week. Uh, I know you had Mike Welsh on, uh, on the program with you last night. He, he He's dropping down to the rail with known agenda, uh, who uh, is coming out of uh, – the uh, kiss of death post position, the one hole. Now, I've heard some things about the new gate might give the one hole a little more room. Have you factored that into your observation of this race at all? Yeah, very much so. I mean, I, I actually tweeted about that right after the draw because it seemed like the knee-jerk reaction was that, oh, God, no, agenda drew the rail. Uh, how will he overcome this? And I think people were forgetting that 
Churchill Downs now has a single 20-horse starting gate. They don't have the configuration of years past where it was 14 in the main gate and then a separate six-horse auxiliary gate to complete the field of 20. They used the 20-horse gate for the first time last year, but there were only 15 horses in the race, so it was kind of a moot point, whereas this year they're going to have a full field of 20, barring any late scratches over the next uh, you know, 48 hours. So uh, because of that, the stalls that those horses are in are slightly smaller than in the, in the old uh, regular gate. And also there's not that huge amount of space that's taken up by having the tires of the outside the 14 and inside the 15 uh, next to one another and, and creating a pretty big gap there. So there's, there's less width to house those 20 horses than there used to be. And consequently, the gate doesn't need to be positioned kind of up the, the quarter, uh, the mile and a quarter gap there, uh, which would cause the horse that breaks from number one in the past to almost have to angle slightly to the right to, to be right. able to avoid the, the rail coming onto the course proper there. So I do think uh, it's not as big a deal as it had been in the past. And the other thing is you have to factor in, well, how might a horse react to being down there? You know, it's a speed horse who needs to get out and go and they break a half a step slow. It, it could be detrimental. But in the specific case of known agenda, he's a horse who lays mid-pack and finishes, and he showed in the Florida Derby that he can run into dirt, that the spray of dirt doesn't bother him. So for this specific horse, I don't think the rail's that that big a deal. Very interesting. Well, that was uh, Mike Welsh's uh, number one pick uh, as I scribbled my notes down. Now, as, as we know, Silky Sullivan types don't win the Derby, even though it's the first time all of these horses have raced a mile and a quarter. I, I think what's certainly came out of your conversation last night and everybody else I've talked to is you want to be somewhere on the engine without killing your horse. And I think both of the horses that you uh, selected last night, uh, Medina Spirit and Hot Rod Charlie, uh, seem to have that in in their running style, that they can, they can, they can get up there. Um, so that looks like a big benefit for both both of, of your selections, and uh, I got a feeling that uh, the other West Coaster, Rock Your World, is going to be out there with them, too, and maybe Essential Quality. How do you see it setting up on the front end? Yeah, I don't think Essential Quality is as quick as those horses. Uh, I think the other three have good contending speed. Uh, to me, Essential Quality was close last time just because he had to be in the bluegrass. There was no other speed but highly motivated, and he needed to be up there to, to, to keep him in line uh, and, and to be able to wear him down late. I think the pace in the Derby will be more contested and will be a little bit faster. I'm not saying it's going to be lightning quick, but I think it'll go off at a, a quicker tempo than the Bluegrass did, so I don't see essential quality being up there with, with some of those horses. But overall, it, it seems to me that it, you're better off if you have the kind of horse who can be forwardly placed and still finish off the race, that's, that's the best place to be because you're going to stay out of traffic trouble. You know, the key is to not go too fast too soon uh, and, and wear yourself out. And that's where you've got top riders like Joel Rosario or John Velasquez or Flavian Pratt on the three that I like best. And I think all of those guys are capable of making good decisions. 
And uh, good news out of Louisville is that uh, it looks like we're going to have uh, a very fair, as you know, it dries out quite quickly, even even on the day of the race if it has to. But it looks like the next two days are going to be uh, pretty dry uh, down in Kentucky. So uh, I'm looking forward to that, especially for, uh, you know, to give us nice, clean grass races, too. Um, Jay, uh, before we go, is, is there anybody that... Uh, let me just throw a Friday race at you. The Kentucky Oaks, I know it's one you've probably looked at. Uh, not too closely, no, John, to be honest. I've been really busy with uh, a lot of other stuff. I did look at the the Derby Day card, though, uh, a little closer. Uh, I was going to actually dive into the uh, the Friday card tonight and do my homework. Um, but I uh, I did look at, uh, if you want, if you're, if, if you're fishing around for an undercard, uh, I am race. I do. I do like something in the Pat Day Mile. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we got two minutes at least. So uh, again, again, it's the Pat Day Mile. Some of these horses uh, were on uh, the uh, the Derby Trail, and uh, <clears throat> so they're going to back up to a mile. And who knows? We might see the winner of this race uh, uh, pop up for the Preakness Stakes. And the way you said, I like a horse in here. I got a feeling it's not Jackie's Warrior. I got a feeling you're right. No, I like to fund it in here. I thought he ran a deceptively good race in the Santa Anita Derby. He was wide from an outside post on a day when, as I was saying earlier, uh, with, in the, with the way Rock Your World took advantage of the track profile, I think you needed to be forwardly placed and inside, and defunded was anything but. He was wide and, and trying to come from off the pace, and I thought he made a, a pretty good run on the far turn to try and get into contention, and then he flattened out late. So... I like the cutback in distance. Uh, his one-turn race on his comeback on March 6th at Santa Anita was quite good, and I think the turn back here is going to suit him well, and I think his race is better than it, his last race is better than it looks on paper. So that's my, uh, my, my undercard gamble on Derby Day to fund it in the Pat Day Mile. Um, the uh, uh, <clears throat> removal of the blinkers is this something baffert does uh, after a so-so race or a race that doesn't come out the way he wants well according to racing form stats uh, his stats with blinkers off are uh, 42% strike rate so wow. uh when he yeah when he removes them i i think it's something to take notice of uh, my read on it is that this is a horse who he doesn't want to get involved in the early pace it looks like there's going to be a pretty hot pace in this race uh you know, obviously Jackie's Warrior is going to come flying out of there, and the, the horse that's down inside 3-2 uh, zone, he's got to go from where he's drawn. So uh, I, I think the pace will be quick, and it's uh, not that Defunded would have been up there with them, but th- this will hopefully uh, make sure that he doesn't move too, too, too early into the race. And I think if he sits back and blasts home, he's going to be successful. Well, Jay, I always uh, love having you on the show. You keep me on the straight and narrow. And uh, I do, uh, once again, everybody, after we close the show, while you're thinking about it, go to DRF.com, pull the story down fresh from today, the Kentucky Derby 2021, after a lifetime of ups and downs, the O'Neill boys sticks together and uh, I would definitely put this one in the starting gate for another Red Smith Award for Jay Privman. John, Jay, I appreciate I, the compliments and always enjoy being on with you. All right. Well, Jay, I'll let you go. 
I want I want to uh, thank you so much for joining us and uh, just go over a few more while I got a minute left on this. Uh, want to remind you that uh, the easy win forms are available, and I do want to remind you that we are having a free. Yeah, everybody likes that word. We're having a free uh, handicapping challenge for the Kentucky Derby. You got until 6 o'clock on Derby Day to come over to winningponies.com. doesn't cost you a penny. Top prize, 150 cold cash. And I want to remind you in these final uh, seconds that you definitely want to go over to busr.com forward slash ponies. We're giving you a free $30 bet on the Derby. How could you... Put that down. you got to be kidding me. Okay, everybody, it's the run for the roses. It's the greatest two minutes in sports. I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Have a great Derby weekend. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We hope the information from today's show will benefit you at the next post. Join us for more insight next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Also, look for our weekly newsletter. Have a great week, and may your photos always be winners.